Welcome to the UK Property Market Stat Show Week 45 with myself, Christopher Watkin, and my special guest, Ben Madden. We'll come to Ben in a second. The UK Property Market Stat Show is something that is quite unique in UK property stats in the fact that we are looking at the property market right here, right now. We are looking at the number of properties that are coming on the market last week. We're looking at the number of properties being reduced those that are being sold um, and those that are falling through. Why is that so important? Well, the vast majority of stats that are out there are looking at sales that took place three, six, even nine months ago. By looking at what's happening in the property market right here, right now, we can judge what is going to happen to those indices in three or six months time. Therefore, by looking at these stats, we can judge the direction of the UK property market. And if you are an estate agent, letting agent, or a bit of a property geek, this show is for you. Each week we have a special guest. This week, a returning guest, Premier League uh, status is Ben Madden, fine and country guru of West London, and he knows his onion in, onions and he's very, very well thought of in the industry. Thanks for joining me today, Ben. Thank you. Lovely intro as always. My favourite part of the show. Bless you, my child. You'll get fire this well. So, um, so well, this week we are going to be looking at... Um, um, the national picture, and then we're going to be looking at the re some regional stats, and then we're going to go to a town or a city. And this week, we are going to the fair city in Charmwood, Leicestershire, known as Loughborough, or as the Americans call it, Luga Baruga. And so we'll spend the first half an hour looking at the property market in the national stats. So shall we dive straight in stats to week 45? And week 45 is week commencing the Monday, the 6th of um, November and finishing on Sunday, the 12th. Um, and we will look at year to date figures and we will also be looking at um, how week 45 compared to other week 45s. So we can give an overview, overview of the picture. So, uh, Ben, let us dive in and let us go and have a look at the Stella Roonies. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, um, I will just have a uh, show you the each section, and then Ben will uh, offer his opinion and guidance. So. This week, we listed as a country 26,596 properties. Year to date, we have listed 1.449 million properties in the UK. The average price of a property coming on the market is £414,000. And as I said, compared to other weeks of, of the uh, we other week 45s of different years, you can see on the graph 22, there was 27 and a half, 21, 25. Four in 2020, 316, 19, 25, 9, 2018, 29,600, and 2017, 26,400. Thoughts, Ben? Uh, what I'm, I'm quite taken by actually was the uh, the second page you showed us 1.44 million listings year to date. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's quite an interesting stat for me that, you know, when you compare volume of listings to volume of sales there's clearly um at this time of the year where we're so close to the end of the year there's clearly a, a disconnect and it does indicate nationwide very changing conditions to, to where we were previously i think personally i get really uh wrapped up in what's happening in london particularly above a certain price point and so it hasn't been so aggressive so for me that's that's really interesting 1.4 million listings when you compare it to previous years 
versus... I mean, well, it's just, look, gross sales year to date, 974,000. So therefore, for every, you know, for every three houses that come on the market, we've sale agreed on roughly, well, less than, well, about two out of three. You're about two out of three, aren't you? Yeah, which is, um, you know, in London, above a million pounds. That sounds bloody wonderful. I've got to be honest with you. That sounds absolutely marvellous. Uh, and so again, yeah, I'm conscious that I don't my own bias to trickle in here. Um, but it's interesting to see it when you look, all the years um, we've only had in the last, what are we looking at there, seven years of data? In the last seven years, yeah. only one year there's been more listings, which is really, really interesting. Although, as I say, all the time when I'm on the show with you, 2021, not sure that that's, you know, we're not looking at total properties available to purchase because so much business was done away from advertising. But, um, yeah, interesting all the same. Well, it's interesting you say that because it might that might have happened in London, but outside in the provinces, not so much. But again, that, that might be your bias kicking in because of that's the market you're in. That is interesting. So back sort of post uh, lockdown or post COVID or whatever language you want to use here, the boom period, you still think outside of London, the vast majority of properties made their way to full advertising, digitally marketed. Really? That's interesting. Okay. Vast majority. Interestingly, the stats I've got from 20EA do do back that up as well. Uh, okay, go on, uh, elaborate, how? I, because they look at the, because they'll compare the number of properties coming on the market on the on the listings, following through to exchange and then completion, and then matching it up with the address that actually completed. So if it, if, if it completed on land registry and wasn't shown on, on the terminal through, then we know it was an off-market sale. Interesting. So they've got some data to support the volume of off-market sales that happened or off-market. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, it, there was a there was a decent amount, but it wasn't it wasn't massive. Interesting. Yeah. Again, yeah, got to be conscious of the bias. Yeah, I remember reading a news piece produced by Hamptons a couple of years ago, and they estimated twenty twenty one something like four out of ten sales were um, discreetly marketed sales or you know off-market, if you like. Uh, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. But again, remember, Hamptons are a central London agent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this was a puff piece to try and get them some, some, uh, just some wider coverage. They were, I think it was commentary on the market as opposed to their own business. But yeah, that's that. That really is interesting. Okay, so let's should we move on and look at price reductions this week. The average price of a property. Now, oh, just we'll come back to this. Uh, Average price come on the market four fourteen. Hold that thought. Right. Average price of price changes this week three hundred ninety seven. Last week it was three nine five. Week before three nine nine. So uh, a lot of stability there. And the number of properties uh, that were reduced this week. Oh, look at that. Shouldn't have had that. Naughty. Um, number of price reductions this week nineteen thousand and thirty one. Interestingly, the week before twenty one point two, and the week before twenty one thousand. Um. That means that on average, 1.72% of properties are presently being reduced per month. It seems like it should be more than that. I don't know why. I mean, interesting, there was a piece in the in the papers this week chucked out by Rightmove saying uh, price reductions are galore and asking prices coming down. Any thoughts on that before we move on to gross sales? So 1.72% of all properties on the market right now have reduced in the last month. And is that month? So is that, is has that been the same for the last few months? Yes. So yeah, that, I mean, in three months, you feel like, I certainly feel like, again, allowing bias to kick in here, 
more than 5% of all properties have reduced their value in the last three months. That doesn't sound right at all. No, no. One in 7.2 houses. So One in, sorry, I think you said 1.72. So that is no. extraordinarily low. One in 7.2. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that feels closer. Which means um, three out of seven should be, have been reduced. Yeah, almost fifty percent of the market. Um, yeah, I mean, we've right, so we've got some extraordinary data in our in our local market. Chiswick above a million pounds, which is where I'm sitting right now, just to give you some on the ground real data. is still very much a seller's market, uh, which is astonishing with with everything that's going on and all the data that supports that actually property prices should be softening. Um, affluent Chiswick has is, is, is been less hindered, so um, I guess you're going to have those micro markets dotted about the country that are going to push against the data. You're always going to have those micro markets. Again, Ben, let me just share with you uh, some interesting stats. And it is a bit of a pack fat back of the fag packet stuff. But if you want to know whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market, then look at the number of properties that are presently for sale. That's on Rightmove is available. Then go to Rightmove and include Solstice with the contract. So let's say there's 100 properties available and you include Solstice with the contract and let's say 30 on top because it goes from 100 to 130 because they bring the two together, don't they? They certainly do. Yeah, okay. So what you then do is this. You divide 30 into 100 because you've got 30 sold of the contract and you've got 100 that are available, okay? 30 into 100 is 30%, yeah? Yep, yeah, 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 okay. So I'll play along, sorry, yeah. Yeah, okay. So anything below 30% is considered a buyer's market. Interesting. And anything above 40% is considered a seller's market. Um, by who? By the great and good of UK estate agency, uh, <laughs> Stati Guruness. Oh, okay, right, the, okay. Now, I'll tell you where I got that. Okay, that is from uh, some stats that I got from America in terms of what they consider a buyer's and seller's market and the advisory, which is a great website, which measures this on a month-by-month -month basis. That Very nice, very pretty graphs. Um, again, these are strictly personal opinions, but I tell you here and now, what I would suggest is this, is, ladies and gentlemen of a state agency, are you measuring that on a month-by-month -month basis? Because that will give you a bellwether of where the market is going. And I do know for a fact there are some estate agents that keep the salt of the contracts on too long, so you've got to take it with a slight pinch of salt. But it's more the movement in that figure that you can judge the market. What we like personally in our business is proportion of under offer versus new listings in any given time frame. So give you a stat that I've never seen this before. Uh, in Chiswick in August, for every 100 listings that enter the market above a million pounds, 107 were placed under offer. Well, those insane. are the stats that we were getting two years ago. It's insane, isn't it? It's crazy. But then September, pretty average, a lot more properties coming to the market. And just to be clear, you might think from that data, oh, in August, nothing must have came to the market. Must have been very, very quiet for new listings. Actually, you know, pretty average, not not, not a huge drop off. September saw a bit of a spike in new listings. But then October had really impressive stats again. Some, I think, oh, top of my head, somewhere in the region of 70 for every 100, 70, you know, 70 percent of the listings in theory going under offer, which for me is, is absolutely astonishing. Really what? positive, really great. Go on. Well, it's funny because last week we we folk, we always focus on a town or a city, and last week it was Chelsea. And what was particularly interesting is July and August was just dead. No houses come on the market, nothing selling. And then all of a sudden, can you remember you were in the show in the first week in September and all, everyone dumped their houses on the market? Well, we've done a bit of Fulham and Chelsea and a little bit of... And basically, their market just went wild for listings. Strange. Yeah, we covered Fulham. So Fulham's been... Fulham was... Um... 
a busy September for listings, not quite any, to the level of where it was last year, but the people of Fulham went on holiday in the summer, came back and went big. Whereas Chiswick, which is a stone's throw, really, very, very different conditions. And I think that's so important, such an important message, because the consumer reads the headline that's on the front new, front page of the paper and assumes that that is what's happening in their town. And it's it, yeah, it's so important to educate. I mean, I, I think there's an education piece within the state agency, but certainly for the consumer perspective, what's happening here isn't happening over there. And they need to be informed of this to make sure they're making the right decision. I mean, if only we were the gatekeepers to the second most interesting topic in the world, Ben, after totally. the that being property. Estate agents, stop putting your, you can put your listings on. Please put your listings on social media. But why don't you also talk about the stuff that people are really interested in, which is what's happening in the property market. All right, let's move on to sales. Gross let sales. me just, right, before you, before you move on, right, Chris, let's give them just one really quick, simple way to do this, right? If you're an agent and you want to post about your market on social media, and you want something that's really, really palatable and easy and not too scary, but you're happy to be on camera, look into your camera and read out for this week versus last week, or this month versus last month, number of instructions that came to the market versus last month, number of properties placed under offer versus last month, price reductions versus last month. It's six numbers. We do ours in 30 to 45 seconds. It is so informative. It is so simple. My dad, who has no interest in property, even though his son has works in property, would find that inf informative. It's 30 second snapshot about what's happening in my market and I can watch it, I can get it and I can understand it. You think it's not valuable, you think it's boring, you think it's dull. The, the, the issue is consistently producing it week after week after week. It's so easy. Just go give it a try. I guarantee you people will stop you in the street and say, oh, thanks for the update. I mean, not tomorrow, but give it a couple of months. I promise. Uh, Facebook Reels, they're pushing it big time at the moment. Get yourself on that one. And what I would say is this. Write the numbers on a post-it note and stick it on your phone. Chris, it's six numbers. You, Everyone has the capability to remember those six numbers. If you want, you could do this. You don't even, you could just do percentage difference, uplift or down. It's only three numbers, but it's highly valuable. New instructions are up week on week, month on month. Under offer is down. It's, it, it's yeah. so and easy. You can put the numbers here. That stops you looking at it. Well, look, there's the missus, mine. Um, yeah, and then you could then you stop looking at yourself and you can just look at yourself in the camera and go, Hi, it's Chris here, giving you an update on the Chiswick property market. So many houses come on the market this week compared to last week. This is what you say, this is what you're saying. And then we've got the number of properties that come under offer, six compared to seven last week, and the number of properties sold is this. So this is the old Chiswick property market update. I'll see you next week. And then you could post that. Hey, in Chiswick Facebook groups, because the only people that join Chiswick Facebook groups are people from... Well, Chiswick and estate Chiswick. agents in the surrounding area. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right, let's get back. The two up, two up, top tip there, ladies and gentlemen, from... You can see why we got the Ben Meister on. He's excellent value for money. Right, let's go to gross sales. And this week, we ended up on 20350 Now, Ben, I'll let you into a little uh, secret. Um, I checked these stats out yesterday and we were at 9,000 and I had palpitations. I thought, oh my God, the property market has gone belly up. Just happens that 20 EA had a bug in the system and hadn't been updating. But I was able to sort it out yesterday. And the, as I said, we backed, uh, sorted the figures out and we ended on 20,350. That gives us, means that gross sales year to date is 974. The average price of a property Sale agreed is £359,000. And you can see on the graph now the, num the number of sales agreed in week 45 as a standalone week compared to 
other weeks. And you can see here, I mean, uh, look at 2022, we're 3,000 more or, or uh, nearly 20% more simply because, it, remember, we were going through the, the fallout of the quasi um, um budget. We've had, we've had some fun there since then. But interestingly, look how close we are to 18 and 19. So um, thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I actually thought we might be a bit further ahead than where we were same time last year. Um, last year was quite an aggressive line in the sand, a bit of electric shock therapy for the industry. Um, but yeah, I mean, versus 18 and 19, very, very similar numbers. It's 19, we were in the midst of general election fever. Um, around about this time, I think Boris got in what, November, December time. Um so yeah, you know, it's look, it's ticking along. You know, about fra framing things appropriately. Of course, it could always be better, but bearing in mind where we were this time last year, it could be a lot worse. So I, I'm quite happy yeah, about I mean, that. Okay, we're we're just nipping quickly to net sales. This is the blue line here. Is your net sales? So this is sales of less fall throughs, and you can see the effect of the quasi quiet on there. So look, this is the gap difference here between net sales of, you know, we were hovering around 11,000 and this time we're at around uh, 15,000. We'll come back to that. But I just wanted to show you, we are nicely ahead of 22 quarter four figures. Um, now, this graph I think is important in terms of the, the, the gap between the average price of a property coming on the market and the average price of a property that is sale agreeing. This here, is London coming back, central London coming back and dumping all their posh houses, their million pound, two million pound, three million pound houses. And that's what that is. And it's just leveled back. And now we've got a 15% difference, which is absolutely spot on. The long-term seven-year average is around 17, 15, 16, 17%. And we want to keep it at that level. Doesn't mean that properties are being reduced by 15%. It just means that the higher price properties have a lower propensity to sell which means that it's going to be the ones that are selling are lower priced, which means that the average is going to be lower. Um, and then we just got some more graphs on this, which backs this all up with some more figures that you, for you data geeks. Um, should we go and look at net sales? Unless you've got anything else to say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Net sales sounds good to me. So we've already done this. This is net sales. So uh, year to date, our net sales are, and we'll just bring up the year to date figures. Hold on. Here we go. So net sales, we're on 89.8% of year-to-date compared to 17, 18, and 19, which is identical to what it was last week. Okay, that's not changed for three weeks, which is good to see. We'll just bring it back. Hold on. There we go. And this is the net sales in terms of raw numbers. You can see, look there, there's that. There's the quasi quartung effect. Look at 10,000. That's why we most agents had a really awful Q1 for cash flow. Um, and then back to the graph. Any thoughts on net sales? Well, just uh, as I said a moment ago, uh, having lived through last year and found quarter four last year, one of the strangest three-month periods I've ever experienced in a state agency, um, I'm quite pleased with where we are. Things feel reasonably consistent, in spite of it being more challenging. I don't dislike challenging personally. Um, yeah, I think it's... It's business as usual. And, you know, maybe it's a new usual. We've got to get out of, you know, this, this you know, 2021, 2022. But this is what we're dealing with right now. This is the market. These are the conditions. And I like that this doesn't appear to be, touch wood, any surprises at the moment. 
which is good for business. Indeed, indeed. We've got a few extra little graphs, which some of you like. Um, just shout up if there's anything you want to say on these. Okay. It just shows you price changes as a percentage of listings. So it just shows you that obviously that the long-term average of 42, on average for every 100 properties that are coming onto the market, 42 are being reduced that week. So at the moment we're on 71, which is one of the highest numbers. But again, very similar to what we were getting in 18 or 19. And then gross sales as a percentage of listings, we can see here. I mean, that's not bad because that, that figure there has been in the 60s for quite a bit of the summer. Um, so that, that's nice to see. You know, we were at... Um, just to give you an idea, um, in, hold on, I'll just bring this up. Here we go. Gross sales. So, you know, we were as low as in, in September. We were on 59, 60, 64, 65, 60. So that, that, that we need to be quite chuffed with that because, you know, we have pulled our socks up on that as, as, as a property industry. That was around the late 50s a few months ago. So be chuffed the bits with that. That's good stats. It is when you consider it's the second uh, highest number of properties coming to market in seven years. You know, that's there's a lot more on the market. So, um, yeah, three quarters of properties going under offer. That sounds pretty positive. It, that does sound positive. Uh, but remember, this is on a weak standalone basis. Um, right. This, this graph comes up, we do we update this graph every month, but we do show it every week. And that shows you the number of properties that are in a state agent's pipeline at the end of the month. And the blue line is just the September numbers, just for comparison, which you can quite clearly see here that as we were going into the 1st of November, 403,000 properties were in a state agent's pipeline. When you consider that 371,000 were going into a state agent's pipeline on the 1st of November, and um, that's, you know, that's not bad at all. Um, and the value of those properties is significantly higher. Indeed. We had these graphs last week, and that shows you the number of available rental properties per month. And th that this graph is just that one without the, the, the two upper ones, because they're a bit too squashed, a bit like a media furry, or what they call those nice cakes. Um, we'll call them custom slices in Grantham. Um, interesting, I've always, I just love this. Look, I, I was doing a buy-to-let presentation, Ben, um, in Manchester for one of my clients. And she said, is it fair that my my son, uh, he started renting a house two years ago, and now his rent is 25% more. And what I said was this, is when she, her son rented the property, the stock, because the stock just went through the roof in London, that drove prices down. You see... What is particularly interesting is this, is if I picked a month, if I picked a month in May 19, the rents in London today are only 9% higher. It's just that it's been, whoa, it's been roller coaster in London. You guys have had a really roller coaster of rents. And it just happens. Mean, it, it, yeah, as you can see from 17, 18, 19, it's the same pattern every year. We expect experience very busy summers. And it tails off in the winter. It's, it, it, as you say, it, it is it, depending on the time in the, the the time in the past that you pick. Property prices haven't varied as wildly as as maybe some would believe. Okay, so that was rental numbers, right? There's some new graphs which are new, uh, which you might like. This is the number of properties that are for sale, and at the end of each month. So. I don't know if that would support. And we're in the next few graphs. We're going to split this down by region. But as we entered the first of November, there were six hundred and sixty-four thousand two hundred fifty-eight properties 
for sale in the UK. And as we went into the 1st of November 22, that was 523. What I find fascinating is this, because all the yellows are just these, the October ones, how similar we were for number of available properties for sale in 18, 19 and 20. Does that surprise you? That surprised me, yeah. I mean, bear in mind the stats from earlier on. Again, as I've just said, the second biggest year for listings coming to market. And given that our maybe under offer or sales performance isn't quite as strong, I am surprised actually. Yeah, like I, I thought we would have more on the market now than those previous years. That is interesting. This particular graph now splits it down by region, and uh, you can quite you can see on the graph here how the different areas. Now there's some numbers here, uh, colours that look very similar. So do remember, ladies and gentlemen, that all these graphs are available to download from YouTube. If you go to YouTube, click on the description at the bottom. There is a link, and you can download them. You can use them on your valuations at no extra uh, for no charge, and you can use them internally to work out your uh, what's it called um, budgets for next year. Um, I do ask that you don't use them on social media without my express permission. The simple reason is, is that this is, I have to hold something back. I'm a statistician and I write content for estate agents and they do reserve, you know, they, I know you use it, Ben, uh, an awful lot. Um, I have to hold something back for, for my paying clients, but you can use them internally and at your valuations. Um, this is another one. This shows you the number of properties for sale going in on the 1st of November compared to the same time on 1st November 22. What is interesting is this, is that, you know, look, inner London, only a 5% growth, whilst the Southwest, 40.1% more houses for sale in the in the Southwest. Does that surprise yeah. you or that the difference between the different regions? I is it, a, is it a very specific snapshot in time? So we're looking at a date now and a date 12 months ago. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if the Southwest was uh, extraordinarily popular in the last couple of years and now there are just simply less buyers, I mean, that is a huge number, though, 40%. Um, completely selfishly looking at the 15% in outer London. That's quite interesting. Um, I quite like that. That's palatable, a bit more available. So to give you, okay, to give you an idea, in the southwest, there were 48,165 properties for sale on the 31st of, you know, on Halloween night. And as we went into, yeah, we and as we went into Halloween in October, 67,490. Yeah, it's a big jump, isn't it? Are you any data around um, this particular segment of the market? So maybe a particular price bracket has flooded the market. No, I haven't. I, I I could work that out, um, but I can't. I can't do it on the show as we speak. Nice. No, yeah. Sorry, big ask there. Um, but I do wonder if there's anything around. Um, yeah, particular property types. Um, there's lots and lots of conversation, or, or at least lots of dialogue at the moment around landlords supposedly exiting the market. We're not necessarily seeing that. Um, not that we 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 offer lettings, but speak to enough local agents. It doesn't feel like landlords are, are dropping properties in their droves, but I wonder if maybe in other areas of the country they are. I'm not sure. Well, well it's very interesting, um, and th this sounds like it's been set up, but it isn't. But I I write weekly articles on property markets, as I know as I know you do, know I do, and this is this week's article talked about where house prices are going in the next three or four years, and this is this is a paragraph I wrote. The number of landlords selling their portfolios has indeed increased. 
on average, 96,700 rentals are sold by UK buy-to-let landlords annually, okay? For the tax year ending April 23, that had risen to 153. So we've seen wow. we've seen almost a 55, 60% increase in rental. So take that down. On average, 96,700 sold, and this year ending tax year 153. But what you've got to remember is, is that there are 4.6 million private rental properties. So that only represents 3.3% of the market. Um, what is also interesting, I was again at this buy-to-let investment, I was I was the headline speaker, and I said to landlords, okay, so you're, the number of landlords that are, are setting up has, grow, has, has gone up by 50-60%. What percentage drop do you think landlords buying? And the, the consensus in the room was 60-80% to 80% lower, and the number is it's only 22% lower. Okay. okay. So 50% more exiting but purchasing is reduced by about 20%. Okay. But the, the, okay, let's put some real numbers to that. Last year, 144,000 properties were bought for buy to let. Okay. Which means this year you're expecting uh, it to be So last so okay, year ending tax year April 23, 153 rental 153,000 rental properties got sold and 144,000 got bought. Yeah. So yeah. we're just treading water. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Now in the past, it's been a, like a, it, it has been a, there's been more buying than selling. So mm -hmm. the net effect, it's been growing. Yes. Yeah. It's just that what I often find with with letting agencies is is that they judge, they judge everything on the number of properties that they are getting. Yeah, but their net is lost. But the thing is though, that's because landlords are selling up, but also some landlords are going self managed. Well, also, how does build to rent fit into this? So if your net loss, we're talking it's about buy to let landlords, there's okay, there's a net reduction in you know, um, buy to let deals over a 12 month period, but build to rent, I assume, outweighs that 11,000 lost in that particular year. It's, I would, I haven't got the stats of build to rent, and they are in that sort of ballpark figure, but they're not like 50 or 60,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a feeling of 20, 10 or 20, but that is these are stats from about six months ago. I haven't done my stats on that. So I, that is a that is a plug in. That's a pick out the the, the thing. OK, um, let's move on. Now, we don't normally spend too long on the regional stats. You can download these to your heart's content, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, red is good. Uh, red is bad. Green is good. We won't spend too much simply because you can't see them particularly well, but you can download them and compare them to your own patch. So um, I think with no further ado, what I'd like to do is go and look at our local focus, if that's okay, and let us go to Loughborough. So ladies and gentlemen, um, we are using the platform 20EA Insights. 20EA platform uh, on the Insights is a platform which allows you to, it's basically right move plus on steroids with rockets and lasers. And it is something that I'm a particular fan of. I'm not paid to recommend the platform. I am a bit of a fanboy though. It's a platform that you can use. Um, you can They do offer it free of charge for a, a small number of postcodes over a period of time. But then if you want to open up to the sort of level of detail I go to, then um, you do have to give them some shekels. I don't know how much that costs. Well, I do know, but it's quite cheap. But I didn't say that. 
Um, but don't mention my name, ladies and gentlemen. But the bottom line is, is that this platform allows you to prove that if you are actually a damn good estate agent and you're getting a better price or you're more likely to sell a house as opposed to your competitors, this is independent advice that actually proves that you're worth your fee if you need a higher fee. So um, then let us rock and roll and uh, let us go and have a look at Luga Baruga. Have you ever been, Ben? No, I have not. The Americans call it L Luga Baruga. Is that because they <laughs> well, they are known for getting things wrong ever so occasionally. Okay, so so um, if anyone's got any issues with regard to these stats, then I uh, do put, bring that up with the twenty EA uh, team. And for the purposes of Loughborough, we are using the postcodes LE11 and LE12. We're going to look at the number of properties that are coming on the market, the stock levels of those properties, how close you get to the asking price and how many houses you actually sell compared to what you put on the market and how quickly you sell them. And then we'll have a quick peek at the rental market. Remembering that Loughborough is a big university city. So that's uh, no, a town, sorry. So therefore that is going to really affect the property market and really screw the figures up. But we'll have a go and here we go. So we are looking at, and again, Ben, I'm just going to keep talking until you jump in, right? Okay, or I'll ask you a question. Okay, here we go. So we're looking from the 1st of the 1st, 2018, all the way up to the 12th of November. And the first thing we do is we look that the average price in those uh, five, six years has been 288,386 and 17,917 properties have come onto the market as new instructions. Let us see how the different estate agents in Loughborough have performed with regard to their market share growth or drop. And we'll first things we're gonna stop off with Newton Fallowell. So Newton Fallowell, you can see here, uh, now, Newton Fallowell are part of the Belvoir Group and they are a franchise network. And what is quite interesting to see is look at look at this, Ben. Newton Fallowell, 15.66% of the residential sales market since 2018. And it's not as if there's anyone, you know, normally you have two or three fighting it out. Mm. But yeah, this, this is really interesting that, you know, Newton Fallowell are heads and shoulders above anyone else in the Loughborough area. I mean, obviously, so is that Newton Fellow? Is that going to be a single branch covering Loughborough? Yes, it will be because LE11 is like the core, okay. and the LE12 is the polo that goes round the, the, the you know the the, the villages around. That they, they call it Charnwood, I think, because that's the 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 nice name. It's all uh, hunting land round there. All the posh people go hunting, and it's farms, and it's really nice. Interestingly, that you know that the the market share. And it look, appears to have been slightly drifting slightly since 2023. Um, let's just move and have a look and see what the other agents are doing. So um, we've got Sinclair's at two. All right. So hold on a second. Let's just go back. So the average price is 288 for everyone. Newton Fallowell, 278. So that looks like they're getting core market. Okay. Sinclair's, they seem to be at the lower to middle end. And again, We've had some bad months. We've had some good months there. General direction. Let's go look at Purple Bricks in a downward direction. Hortons. So that's Adam and their franchise. I don't know if this one is his owned one. I'm not sure. Let's have a look. Adam. So you can quite clearly see not doing much there. And then um, all of a sudden took off there. Um, 
had a good growth there, Adam, but I think you've just leveled out slightly. Isn't well, it interesting the amount of spikes in this sound? We've only looked at four agents and they've all got quite significant spikes. It's like an easy interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's go and look at William H. Brown, part of the Connell Secrets Group. And they're growing, which is which is really good to see because an awful lot of Connell Secrets branches that we've seen in previous shows very much treaded water or slight drifting down. Uh, so big well done there for you guys at William H. Brown. Let's go and look at John German. That tells me a slightly downward drift yeah. from around 5-ish to around 3% going in that sort of direction. Leaders, which I think they've got bought out one of the independents and rebranded. Again, in a downward direction. More in York. So, yeah, I can't see it particularly well, but it's been hovering around the 4% mark, not doing much. NB Estates, let's go and see what you guys are doing. Oh, okay, you seem to be drifting downwards. Edwards, okay. Bentons, they're a Melton Mowbray agent and would cover very much the, the LE12, uh, Ben. Look at their average price point. Yeah, because they are a posh upper quartile agent. Yeah. Wow. Okay, good operators, by the way. Yeah, decent. Okay. Frank Innes, part of the Connells group, used to be Countrywide. Alexander's. There is a heart. Not a lot of growth, is there? Not many agents showing upwards, but quite a few coming down. Yeah, it's um, it is interesting, isn't it? It's Out almost... of that top ten, Chris, how many are independent versus how many are, um, I guess, corporates? So Newton Fallowell is a franchise, but I would say that's independent because it's owned by an owner. Sinclair, I believe, is independent. Purple Bricks is obviously corporate. Hortons, independent, William H. Brown, corporate, John German, corporate, leaders, corporate, Moore and York, I think, are a Leicestershire-based agent, if memory says you well. So if they're independent, NB and Edwards must be independent. I've not come across them before. Interesting. So 60-40 split in favour of independence in the top 10. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Okay. Um, let's just have a quick look at the um, – hold on, there we go. Let's just see who the upper quartile of properties are. So hold on, there we go, and then we'll switch that off. So let's go and look at the who the upper quartile properties are. So uh, we're looking at for so 17, 15, uh, we're about 4,000, hold on, here we go. Upper quartile, we're waiting to get to that number up to 4,000, and that will get us up to the upper quartile. Okay, so the upper quartile starts at £350,000, which obviously shows us a big core there of good old-fashioned semis at the lower end. I'm going to take up to half a million. Um, and you can quite clearly see Bentons. Mm -hmm. so we talked about Bentons. They are a Melton Mowbray agent, but with big focus on that LE12, that countryside between Melton Mowbray. Uh, if you ever do go to Melton, make sure you go to Dickinson and Morris, most wonderful pork pies. Um <laughs> Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And they've got a sausage shop next door, and the Toulouse sausage is to die for. Right, okay, big tip for you, being a butcher's son, always put your sausages in the oven on a greaseproof piece of paper, never fry them. There you go. Heard it here first. Right, um, let us just, we'll just switch that off, and uh, we will, um, let's go and look at sales agreed. So, uh, Newton Falwell had 15.66% 15, 15 of listings. Let's see at what percentage of sales they've had. 
17. So well done, Newton Fallowell. You have a high proportion of sales. That is really good to see. You don't often get to see that with the, with the biggest agent in the town. Sinclair's have 6.3% of the market share for new instructions. So agreed. Seven. Well done, guys. Oh. Uh, Purple Bricks, 5.14% of the listings and 6.41% of the sales. That's interesting. The, the top three have had a large proportion of sales. Okay. Hortons, 4.77%. And five two two, yeah, wow, yeah, this is this is fascinating. William H. Brown, four and a half percent of the listings, and four point eight nine. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's not. It looks like all of them have got a higher proportion of sales. So it just shows that they're being in the top ten. You're getting a higher propensity to um, higher propensity of properties to to sell. Okay, let's move on and look at the stock levels. And I think what we'll just do is let's just have a quick look at, we'll just do October. So interestingly, in LE 11 and LE 12, in October 18, there was 1,027 properties. And that was hovering around that sort of level. By October 21, that had dropped to 698. And today, 1,243. So earlier in the show... So remember, we saw that the stock levels have grown. It looks like stock levels in Loughborough have grown by a lot more than the national average. Indeed, they have. Yeah, interesting. Okay, let's move on. And why do you think that is, Chris? You know, I don't know. So it's a it's a big university town. Anything around by to let? You think? I mean, it's a strong market, and the, the, I know the I know the the university were building some stuff, but I didn't think it was that. You know, it is. I, I honestly don't know, mate. I, you know, I, I I look at these graphs in real time. I don't go and look at them in 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 passing. I might that's my if I get a spare time next week, I might go and have a look at that one. So, um, you, you talk about Benton's, like you know them well. You, you've got you know someone there. Yeah, I, um, I've come across them, James Warren and the gang there. Yeah, um, yeah. Intro me to someone, get them onto the other pod, and give them a grilling about what's going on over there. Feeling quite interesting. <laughs> bless him. He's probably too busy. Uh, bless him. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, we've done new instructions and we've done sort of the contracts, ladies and gentlemen. What we're now going to look at is. Um, then we're going to come to you in a second with fall throughs and price changes. I'm just going to spend a little bit of two minutes on this, and that is exchange versus withdrawal. The magic thing is this, ladies and gentlemen, if a property comes on the market with an estate agent, she's only going to leave that book, those properties, that estate agent's books for two reasons. Number one, it gets withdrawn, or number two, it exchanges. Okay? So therefore, this particular measurement is all the properties that have I've left the state agent's books. So Newton Fallowell, 200 properties have left their books as an exchange and 106 have left as a withdrawal. Okay, if it's falls through, it's still in your books, just gets recycled to the front, put on the market, it's not left your books. So on average, in Loughborough, in the last 12 months, 55.99% of properties that have left the state agent's books have exchange contracts. So if you're above that, you're above the... The, the, the Loughborough average. If you're below that, you're below the average. And we can quite clearly see here that Newton Fallowell have exchanged contracts on 65.36% of the properties that, that, that left their books. William H. Brown at 65, Huntley's at, at 31, St. Clair's at 66, Horton's at 67, 
Maureen York at 64. John German's at 60. These are all quite tight, aren't they? Apart, oh, yeah. Apart from Huntley's. Uh, Leaders at 65. Smith's well done. The Europe at 78. Frank Innes, corporate 48. Benton's at 59. Although, remember, the posh end will have a lower percentage. They always do. Uh, your move at 58. Okay, let's just have a quick look, see what else anyone else is doing. There we go. So, um, Reside at 70, Nicholas Humphreys at 55, Andrew Granger at 62, EXP at 71, Purple Bricks at 59, Hart at 75. Some, there's some quite tight numbers there. There's a few people that are just dragging the numbers down. And if you scroll down, there's going to be a few that are holding those numbers back. Um, I, I, I love the thing I love about 20 EA Insights is that you can go to a punter's house and say, Mrs. Miggins, you know, if you were Newton Falwell, You've got a six in five, six and a half, six and a half out of ten chance of moving. Whilst if you were with Huntley's, you would only have a, a th one in three chance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I know people. You know, the moving process is an emotional process. It's tap into emotion, but when you've got data that supports just how strong your agency is, to not back it up with this is just crazy. It's some of those some of the agents in Loughborough clearly know their onions, to coin a phrase you used a moment ago, this stuff guarantees them continued success. They present it effectively. Indeed, sure. indeed. Uh, it looks like price changes that William H. Brown are one of the highest there in terms of working their stock. Not unsurprised because the corporates tend to put their properties on the market at a slightly higher price, not criticising, just the facts do back that up. But it does mean that you guys are working your stock, so well done on that one. Um Fall throughs, the average is a fall through rate of 21%. And again, it looks like everyone is quite tight on that. Okay. Any thoughts on that before we move that on? That's really the average is is one out of five. That's that's very strong, I think, for that market. Yep, good stuff. Right. Okay. So this is the this this particular graph shows you the chart shows you um there's a number of things here. It's a bit of a geek fest, so we'll explain each column. So what, what's happened is, is that 20EA have done an automated valuation model or a Valpal. Other automated valuation models are available on all your 296 properties and then looked at what you put on the market for versus what they think it's worth. And you quite clearly see here, Newton Fanwell have put that, have, have marked it really tight with their, their average asking price is only 0.95% above what the automated valuation model is. And you can quite clearly see that William H. Brown and Huntley is at 2.26 and at 2.85. But then if you then look at the next column along, that's the price achieved from the original asking price to what was actually achieved on the land registry. And you can quite clearly see here that Newton Fallowell are getting 1.97% less than the original asking price and William H. Brown, 3.39% of the original asking price. And there are some, you know, some different numbers all the way through that. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean, look, it, it, it looks like most agents are doing a pretty respectable job at, at point of valuation. Is they're not selling way below. And, you know, if prices are softening and, you know, we were talking about price reductions earlier on, it looks like the guys in Loughborough are getting the price more or less right. It's great. Yes, so how... how, how so much respect for agents that are out there collectively doing that. It's brilliant work. I mean, look here, the average is 1.43 over the over what they think it's worth, which I think that is that's not bad at all. So well done, Loughborough agents. And again, if you're part of the other agents, have a look on there and you'll see the flavor. 
Next, we'll look at how, how quickly agents are selling their properties. And we will start off where we will have a look that Smiths in the top 10 are taking 36 days from new instruction to sale agreed, and then 115 days from new instruction to completion. Huntley's 40 days and 136. Benton's 90 days, but again, posh agents take longer, posh houses take longer to sell. Newton Fallowell, you were top guys, but you're taking 58 days to sell. So again, if I was Hortons or Sinclair's, I can say I sell my houses twice as quick. But remember, it's not all about how quick you sell it. It's the price that you achieve for it. So again, there's some interesting, interesting stats there. We'll just have a quick look back here. We can see the movement of, uh, of what's happening. So interestingly, the number of agents, the number of vendors that use online estates to sell their houses in Loughborough, 6.17% compared to the national average of 5.24. The number of new listings that have come onto the market this year, so that's kind of like now back to a year, then the year before that, is down by 3.48. So you can quite clearly see that Huntley's have come out. Isn't that interesting? Huntley's have just come. I'm going to go back. It looks like Huntley's have just come on the scene. Have you noticed that? Let's go and have a look. Yeah. Let's, go oh. have, let's go move that. Here we go. That, that's quite interesting. Right, here we go. We'll just do the, the let, let, let it do its funky stuff. And it looks like Sinclair's, Sinclair's are pulling some trees up. Is it, is it Sinclair's? Huntley's, Huntley's, Huntley's. Is it Huntley's? Yeah. My apologies. Come on. Why are you not working? Okay, that I mean, remember, only early thing, but that that's some that's not bad. Some rare. It looks do like it for the last two years, Chris. Does take a while to kick in. Interesting. So yeah, they're, they're not you. Know, on the other tab you've got open, you would think they were new on the scene, but clearly they were about 8% back in November 22. Interesting, isn't it? So, yeah. um, right, we'll come back to Littings in a second. So that gives you a flavour of what stuff is um, selling for and how quick. So again, if you were with an, a vendor who wanted a quick sell, that's where this data can come in. Finally, let's go and have a look at the listings for uh, lettings. And again, uh, let's remember that this is very much a student market. Although, have a look at this. Now, I would expect October to be higher. And you can see here that the general October figures for rentals are higher than the average of April, May. But if we're looking at October in isolation, everything's higher. But have a look at this. That's, that is quite a lot higher. Isn't it? Now I know we haven't we haven't finished November yet. Now I used to work in Loughborough about twelve years ago. Um, my understanding is is that the student let market some of it comes on late October, some of it comes on in November. So we haven't got the full figures, but some of it does still come on in December. Um, I'd be intrigued to know that October number and how much of that is student lets because that is quite spiky. I would expect all of them to be up. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's extraordinary growth compared to the previous two years, isn't it? I mean, interestingly, I uh, will just um, we, uh, let's just um, I'll just pull that up two seconds while I just pull this up. 
Uh, talking about yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. There we go. I've just got that. I've got some data here for the number of rental properties that now. Hold on. Just wait for this to come up. Wait a second. Here we go. So the number of, of available rental properties, yeah, that's available stock, has has gone up in October, between September and October, from 229,000 rental properties to 252,000. But there are some really notable uplifts. So uh, Inner London has gone down by 4%. Outer London's gone down by half a percent. But the southeast has gone up by 10.31%. East Midlands, 27.4%. West Midlands, 19%. The northeast, are you waiting for it? And there's been a 40% increase in available rental properties in the northeast in one month, going from 6,000 to 8,500. I mean, it, is, is the boom over, the rental boom, the, the crazy period they've just been through? Maybe it's just it's coming to a lull. You know, I, when we used to have our lettings business, November and December, it was quite aggressive how quickly demand sort of well, deteriorated. I mean, I mean, to give you an idea, in the northeast, uh, 2,840 rental units were rented in the set in, sorry, start again. Um, 2,008, oh, hold on a second. No, that's, um, I'll need to check that doesn't look right, actually. Um, yeah, I've got 5,064 rental properties that have rented in the Northeast at an average rent of 1,391 compared to 831. So you get immediately that's ringing alarm bells. But then if you look back, that's the student market because the student market, the jump between September 22 and October 22 was 717. And then the student market kicked in 1,243. So some of that could be student lets, but I think what we're going to do is when the student lets have got worked through the system, then we've got to see a general trend there. So remember, one swallow doesn't make a spring, as my mum says. So <laughs> we just need to be aware of that. And let's just not treat one month in isolation. But you can see the big daddy-o letting agent is Nicholas Humphreys. But again, look, there you go, that spike there. Look, first of the 10th, I'm, I'm going to big student agent. There you go. So big student agent, the student lettings company. I'm going to get a hazard of guess, October. Yeah, oh, September. So they go a bit early. Leaders, I think they bought one of the independents out. So they don't look like they're student lets. Frank Innes, Huntley's, Belvoir, Strawberry. Okay. So there's lots of stuff there just for people to have a look at. Um, I think we'll call it a day on Loughborough there, Ben. Um, final thoughts on the market and anything else you want to say to bless us with your forsoothness? <laughs> uh, well, I'm a little bit worried about some of the rhetoric floating around over the last two weeks. People talking about being the end of the year in the first week of November. You know, you're getting ready for 2024. Now, I'm not saying don't plan for 2024. I'm not saying don't, you know, don't budget, don't forecast, don't set up your goals and everything like that. But if you get, you know, get too ahead of yourself, you forget we've got two months or now we've got six weeks left in the year. And I think people just need to remember that's a big, big chunk of time. We're uh, two weeks ago, we had a six of the year left. You know, let's let's focus on the here and the now. Certainly there's 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 mid to longer term opportunities to be working on, but let's not forget the short-term opportunities. 
in our business, month 10, which finishes in two days, looks like it's going to be the second busiest month of the year this year for us in terms of properties going under offer. Um, what do I attribute that to? Uh, the, the last few months, we've just continued to push harder and harder and harder in terms of lead generation. There are opportunities out there. There are deals to be done. Let's not allow Christmas to arrive early like it did last year. The government haven't messed things up this year, so let's take advantage of that. And I think the work that you do right now, it determines how you feel come February or March when it comes through the pipeline. Just, you know, I don't want to make this a lead generation conversation, but knocking on doors, we just did some, we just finalized some assessments of our data, literally 20 minutes before I came on with you, Chris, and knocking on doors has been our strongest lead source in terms of pound notes into the bank this year. And I know people don't like it and they appreciate it. Something I said to someone two years ago, get really, really comfortable having the difficult conversations. The people that win the difficult conversations are the ones that do the best work. Um, and for me, that's that, that that that's out there. So few people are willing to do it. If you're willing to do it, you can have yeah, Because they're afraid that someone will shout at them and you know they're they're just they're just worried what people will think about them and they're afraid of rejection. I just listen uh, as a as a business hand on heart. It's our strongest lead source. We do it every single day. If you're speaking to a consumer more than their current agent is, you've got a great chance of doing business with them. And right now, I can assure you, lots of agents are hiding from the harsh realities, the difficult conversations. When you knock on that door and have that conversation. I promise you, there's so much opportunity. There's so much. We love to be the first choice, second agent. We've built a business around it, and everyone can have that approach if they wanted to. And there's you know, this this rhetoric, the end next year, next year, next year, there's opportunities right now, I would say, just go after them. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want a great script on how to door knock uh, other agents' properties, go to YouTube and type in the frozen pea method, as in small, ferical, green vegetables. The frozen pea method, guarantee you, it works, and it got me from 17th in Nottingham all the way up to the top three, Ben. There you go, eh? It, I believe it. I absolutely believe it, 100%. It's the, the difficult stuff is where you win, for sure. And on that note, I want to say, Ben, thank you very much for your show. I think this is probably going to be your last show before the Christmas break. No doubt we will speak privately. But I'd just like to say thank you for all your efforts that you've given over the uh, stat show over the year. I look forward to seeing you next year, all being well, with your statty head on and your insight. Uh, but more importantly, we'd like to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching the show, for your insight and your very kind comments, and, and also the, the constructive feedback as well, keep, keeping, me, keeping us all on the toes. So thank you very much for your time for watching. Ben, thank you for your time. And we'll see you on the next show.